This is Amend and Progress, your go-to podcast from Vidori for all things promotional material review. Get ready for actionable insights, valuable perspectives, and best practices to elevate your workflow and team morale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vidori's Amend and Progress podcast. I'm your host, Annalise, and today we're going to be talking about all things goal setting related both to the promotional review process and promotional review teams. I'm excited to bring Ann Swearingen into the conversation today. Ann is an independent consultant and CEO at Six Tangerines Consulting. Ann, thanks for joining the conversation today. Oh, thanks for having me, Annalise. I'm super excited to be here. That's awesome. So maybe I'm already answering my first question for you, but I'm just curious, like, are you a goal setting person? Um, do you love setting goals, both either in a professional or personal capacity? Oh, absolutely. Having a goal and writing it down makes it more than just a dream, right? And and that's the whole piece. It makes it more tangible and it gives us something to strive for and something to absolutely improve on and get better and better, uh, whether it's personally or at work. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's Q1 of a new year. Often we at Vidori talk about goals a little bit more during this time of year because it's that natural time, right? People are setting their plans for the year. It's the beginning of a new year. People still potentially do resolutions. And so we tend to talk about goals more at the beginning of the year, but it's relevant all year long. But I wanted to bring you in because people may be thinking about, okay, our promotional review process, our promotional review team, what do we want to achieve this year? What are the types of goals that we want to set? And so let's maybe start there. You think just based on, you know, your experience in industry or things you've done in the past, what types of goals in your experience do promotional review teams, should they be thinking about either from like a thematic perspective or maybe even more detailed? Oh gosh, there's a ton, right? So one of the things that is super important to be able to look at is cycle times. How long is it taking to get stuff to go through the system? Um, If they've got some information from last year and can see what their um, average cycle time was for everything, like holistically, Maybe it's, you know, six days or five days and like, well, that's an opportunity to say, you know what, in 2024, we're going to get it down to four or we're going to get it down to three and a half. With that, though, there's you got to go deeper. Right. So that's holistically. So what are the outliers that are putting things at five days or six days? And what are the ones that are getting through in like a day and a half because of all the different kinds of content we have? So one of the big goals is, number one, holistically. What is your average review time for all content and setting that and being able to try to beat it in 2024? The second piece is looking a little bit deeper into examples, um, podcasts and um, videos and stuff usually tend to be a little bit longer. Other things um, may be a little bit shorter. So where are your opportunities to be able to say, hey, you know, we really need to look at the process specifically for X or Y and pull them in. And lastly, um, a factor in regarding the days it takes to get a piece done is your reviewers. So what groups um, and which pieces are are getting um, potentially slowed down? As an example, are most podcasts being slowed down by regulatory or are they being slowed down by legal? Whereas a different type of content may be slowed down more by medical 
you know, um, so you, you really can get a real deep level. And so those are things that high, high level, definitely, um, but you can definitely go in a little bit deeper. Absolutely. And I think something that we often talk to customers about are what are the organization's goals? Because if you are focused on quality content, that's maybe something that's more of an org-wide initiative that can cascade down right into the review process. And so you always want to be connected up to that bigger goal, that bigger mission. And I think that's always something else to keep in the back of folks' minds as they think about setting those goals for the processes. What does the organization focus on? How can this process plug into that at a higher level? You know, adding on to that, the first time percentage, right? How many are getting through in that first time? Um, and as you said, the name of this podcast is Amend and Progress. So how many are getting there versus how many are having to be resubmitted? And so if you can get your first your first pass, as they call it, you know, to be up in the 90s, you're doing awesome, right? Because that means it's great quality in and people are, are on it. Yep. So those are maybe some types of goals that people can be thinking about. And we could, I mean, honestly, spend a whole episode talking about the different types of goals, right? And I think this at least just can help get uh, wheels turning for folks. And I think, you know, as a um, potential add-on for folks, Vidori releases a benchmarks report every year where we look at specific metrics related to the review process. That's a nice place to start if perhaps this is one of the first times you're going through this process or just looking for some inspiration. So take a look at that content if you're interested in learning more there. Okay. Why? Why bother? Why bother setting goals for your promotional review team? I think, you know, you talked about at the beginning, you know, some of those maybe warm, fuzzy feelings that you can get from setting goals. But talk to me more about like why teams should be thinking about goal setting. Oh, my gosh, because everybody says, oh, content review takes forever. All these teams slow us down. We can't get out there fast enough Yeah. until they look at the data, until they actually get in there and say, you know what? we've done our job, we've kind of looked at this. So it really puts the naysayers away to say that, you know what, it is working well, or if it's not working as optimally as it should, you can. So I've been at organizations where, oh, it, they hated the process. They just, you know, wasn't any, any good. But once we were able to put the goals in and get the numbers in and put some target review times you know, we, we agreed um, that all content had to be reviewed within five days. Maybe some organizations need three. Maybe certain types need two days. And so all of a sudden, people have some expectations or internal service level agreements. And then you can start mentioning measuring against your benchmarks. Yeah. And I think I, you know, in thinking about this conversation with you today, it started to just Google around goal setting. And I came upon this Harvard business study that they had run that said that those who have goals are 10 times more successful. So even just having them in mind, shared collaboration among the team, you know, there's communication, there's just inherent benefits in setting those because like it helps you to be more successful. You have a, um, a metric in which you're trying to achieve. So there's just that impacts your day to day that impacts how you work together that impacts how you work as a team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you need to be working. Everybody needs to be working towards something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it can always, you know, we talk about this in, in any organization. There's stretch goals for the, the entire organization. Yep. You know, there's the what they call it, the, the big hairy goals, right? The BHGs, you know, like the big mm -hmm. audacious, like we're going to take over the world and cure cancer in five years, you know, but yeah. you need something to drive to. And 
in this process, it's super easy to get those. If you've been using a system in the past or you've used Vidori in the past, there's numbers. You can always set it up. If not, use Q1 to be able to uh -huh. say, what are our numbers? And then pivot and adjust them for three, four, for Q2, three, and four. And yep. you'll know as the year goes on how you're trending, which is like another phenomenal piece to be able to say, you know what, as the year went on, we got better at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, which helps with camaraderie, helps with the team feel like they're all working toward the same goal. I mean, the benefits are endless almost as you start to just sort of like uncover all of these corners of the process. You started to go down the path of potentially the how. So for maybe organizations that haven't done this in the past, take Q1. As an example, you're going to set a goal, look at Q1's metrics and move forward. What are some other considerations organizations should have top of mind in terms of like how to goal set, how to go about setting goals, communicating them to the team, communicating them to maybe higher ups at the organization, key decision makers, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, gosh, that's a loaded question too. So <laughs> there's, there's lots that we can do in that, yes. right? And so I like to say, don't boil the ocean with the Bunsen burner, right? And so goals, pick pick like two or three. You don't need to pick all 17 data points that you can have access to. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple that are really telling. And within your organization, some, of, some people may be really focused on cycle time. So that may be one of yours. Others may be really focused on um, types of content, you know, or... Um, certain reviewer groups, they want to know if a certain reviewer group is holding things up because maybe a group is resource constrained. You know, sometimes um, legal may hold people up because, you know, they've got bigger contracts and stuff to do, but then they're on this content review as well. And so how is that working? Right. And like, what do they really need to be looking at? So when I look at goals, um, I think a couple key ones is holistically, how long is anything going through? So I really like cycle time for all types of content. So whether it's a meeting conference advertisement of a, hey, come see us at Booth 75 versus a full-blown educational piece, you're getting a sense of the process. Um, and then the other big one I like to see is first pass success. Uh -huh. You know, our, how many are getting through that first time review? And going through that, because if you're in the 50s on that first time review, that's telling, you know, um, if you're in the 30s on first time review, whoa, okay, we really got to look at something, right? And so those are like the two of the easiest and biggest ones I think anybody can start with. For organizations that may be deeper into this process and are already looking at some metrics, it may be worthwhile to look at um, metrics by function and metrics by content type, you know, again, to see where your outliers, what's winning and, and where do we have opportunities to improve? Mm -hmm. And you can imagine some of that content level specific data is going to be relevant depending on what the commercial team is focused on that year or you know, your various content teams. If we're going to be focusing a lot on digital content this year, website content, maybe we take a closer look at those metrics to help drive the types of goals we want to set for that year. So again, that sort of organizational context, I think, is so important in just prioritizing, if nothing else, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and lastly, depending on the organization, um, if 
there is a really wide global disbursement of the content, right? And you've got a parent document and the translations. How does translations fit in? And is that slowing things down, you know, as the child documents, you know, go through? Um, is that an opportunity that needs to be looked at as well? So those are some of the really big ones. Mm-hmm. I even wonder if there's like a really basic element of the how as well, just like you said earlier, writing it down, having it documented, revisiting that at a regular cadence with your team. You know, I think just putting it on paper, there's something to be said about the commitment that you, you know, put forth on that goal when you just simply write it down or put it somewhere. So that's a very tactical thing, but I think hugely helpful. You know, and in regards to that, it's how you communicate. Because if you're in an organization that kind of has this uh, frustration, maybe, with the process, starting to get data out there tends to kind of calm the wolves, as I like to say, because they're acting out because they don't know what they don't know. They're in this blissfully, I don't know what I don't know. So therefore, it's not working right. So I'm just going to yell and scream and kick about it. Yeah, But if you start to say that, you know what, we're actually turning these things around in five days, which is already our service level agreement or whatever, the naysayers have to kind of start to be quiet. And it starts to kind of take some of the ease and the pressure. So setting a goal and communicating it out. And there's multiple forums that you can communicate out. I mean, you've got three big groups, medical, regulatory, legal, usually, and then marketing as well. Um, finding some harmonized ways that everybody can communicate. Um, There's going to be stuff that's not so pretty. Like I like to say, embrace the red. It's an opportunity to fix, right? Like if if someone's going well. But sometimes it's like, hey, yeah, we lost people. Or, hey, we were in the midst of a recall and medical resources were focused on something else. And this went down. There's, There's all kinds of ways. You know, legal could say, well, we were in the midst of an acquisition or something. Like there's all kinds of things um, that you can do that. But get your leadership involved and be able to give them and have them educated enough to be able to say, Hey, these are our goals. These are what we're doing. And we need you to help us convey that message because it's that quiet influence. It's the subtle thing that the data is talking. It's not just a bunch of feelings and emotions and opinions anymore. There's data. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What is like the appropriate cadence for teams to revisit their goals? Is this something you would recommend folks look at every other week, every month, every quarter? Does it depend? You know, for those that maybe are starting upon this for the first time, what is your what are your thoughts on sort of cadence and revisiting the goal? Um, I kind of like quarterly, believe it or not, because there are at least to start, right? And some organizations may be more established and they may want to do it monthly. Um, but if you're really new to this, you don't know what you don't know. So don't try to set something that's totally impossible. You need some realistic goals. I mean, smart goals are smart goals for a reason, right? But if you go ahead and do it quarterly, you can kind of see a little bit of ebb and flow, but that quarterly should be broken down month by month. So in January, you know, we can, okay, well, we're midway through, you know, the month right now. So let's go ahead and say, hey, this January, and then we look at February, then we look at March. But overall, we can see that we were five days. Um, but we saw that, you, you know, January was five days, February was three, and, you know, March was five. Okay, so there's a little bit of flow. So was it less content? Was it volume? 
because that's the other, that's another great big goal, you know, not goal, but metric to pay attention to is how much volume is going through and pieces carry over. Right. And, and so that by, by doing it quarterly, at least for the newer, newer folks, definitely a little easier. And then you can look at it towards the end of the quarter, get a feel for it, even if you're two months before the end of the quarter and say, okay, we have some opportunities or nope, our goals are okay. We're going to follow it again. And then Q2, right? And then if not, you can pivot. I was just about to, you know, ask a follow-up question. You know, one of the things we talk about, Vidoria, is that no business is static, right? Businesses change all the time. And it's important that your process comes along with those changes. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from your last comment, like, it's okay to change the goal. It's okay to say, we were focused on this metric in this quarter. Here are the results. Business is changing. We're going to, like it's okay to be flexible and change your goals along as the year progresses to align with where your business is at. Absolutely. Right. And again, putting it, putting a line in the sand is putting a line in the sand, you know, with the data that, you know, at that point in time, that is the appropriate goal. Now you have new information. Does that goal still make sense? And you've got to revisit it. Right. And if it's not making sense, then it needs to be adjusted. And there Mm -hmm. needs to be a pivot. You know, it's, and people are like, oh, the goals are set for the year. No, not really. (laughs) You know, you know, again, it comes back down to those big hairy goals and the audacious goals and things like that. But especially if you're new in this, you be, you're, you're humble about it and just say, you know what, we've learned more and we continue to learn more and it'll take us this amount of time, but we have to put a line in the sand and we don't know what we don't know because we've never tracked this before. Yep. So as an example, if you're in an organization that's just, you know, putting Vidori in and now can see the entire organization where before you didn't, you don't know cycle times in certain geographies for certain geography pieces, you know, France for France or Germany for Germany, because you never saw that because you were doing Canada for Canada or US for US, right? And now you're like, oh, it's all in one system. And so what you thought was good in the US is maybe super fast for a company, you know, for Japan or China or another geography. And now that you have all this information, you're kind of like, oh, I got to adjust. Yep. Yep. What you can measure, you can improve. Yes. And imagine... All that you would learn from a year of setting goals, maybe changing them, measuring them, having conversations, just the intel you would get about your process, your people, the organization versus not. I mean, it's literal opposite sides of the spectrum. And just in terms of even if you're not always meeting the goals or if things are changing, just the amount of information that you're getting about your process within a given year of going through those motions. That's huge. That's huge. It's massive. We were able to see um in one of my previous slides um which countries were because we had rolled it out we rolled out the 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 content review process and which countries were adopting it and which weren't you know and so that plays a factor in it especially if you're rolling it in you're like oh you're not quite compliant with our new process right and so it's a little bit different than the goal but you're able to see there's a lot of data but you have to be careful with what you communicate up and out in regards to the process. But, you know, there's a lot you can analyze to be able to say, you know what, 
75 out of our 100 countries are using the, that's a great number. It's a percentage, right? They can, people can get behind that. Yeah. You know, your goal is 100% of the countries are using it. And if 75 of the countries are using it and you got another 25 to go, okay, well, we know where we got to work on, right? And that's a different conversation. But you can also say that, you know, on average, looking at all those 75 countries, the review time is five days or six days. And 70% of them are getting through on first pass. That's huge. That's huge. a big success for a huge team. What a story to that tell. Pe- that, that people don't get recognized for. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're bringing up the, the hidden work because people just assume content review is like, they don't think about it as work on top of your day-to-day right. job. Right, right. Amazing point. You're creating like better team cohesion and visibility of what is going on, the undercurrents of the organization that are keeping things moving, right? And so you can imagine some of the inherent benefits. People are recognized more for that type of work. Maybe they're more motivated to join in on that shared goal setting or participate, you know, the more you feel involved in something and recognized for something, the more you tend to participate in it. And so you can start to see the snowball effect of even just having an understanding of what's going on in your process and the types of metrics you're able to capture. And, and finally, somebody feel that they care. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's wow. people, people, people forget there are people at the other side of this process. <laughs> it's a process of humans. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, I can't think of a better way to end the conversation. Is there anything else, any, any other uh, nuggets of wisdom or pearls of wisdom you want to share on, on goal setting today? No, I think set some goals. Number one would be absolutely. And it doesn't really matter what they are. Use a little bit of data. If you've got some hanging around from something, even if it's not on the, from the Vidori platform, but you've been doing content review in some way, shape or form. And there are a little bit of metrics that are out there, even if they're a bit kludgy, Mm -hmm. get that. And then even, you know what, start that as your baseline. This is our baseline. We're going to be as good as what we were doing before. Okay, fine. But that then gives you the time to collect the information that you need, right? The second piece is communicate out. You got to communicate those goals and you got to start putting naysayers because people love to say that content review takes forever. Put them out, put this, stop them, stop them from talking. Those are my kind of my two big takeaways. And that's the, that's the, so what of all of this is, you know, why set goals? Well, you know what? You do them because a, it's an opportunity to beat them. And hopefully some folks are competitive at organizations. It starts to get people noticed, which we're in such a world today where this is a thankless job in content review for including the submitters, including the folks in marketing. Like they just like, man, I got to go ahead and submit that through content review, but then it's thankless for medical and regulatory and legal and whoever else you have reviewing stuff as well. Right. Um, Cause they are just expected to do it on, on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And marketeers are, are, you know, they, they feel the pain and we all feel the pain. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, yeah, that would be where I would go. That's an action plan right there. Yeah. There you go. Well, Anne, thank you so much. I feel like we could talk about this forever. I'm excited to bring you back on and dig through more topics with you. But thanks so much for your time today um, and just for, for joining the show. Anytime. We'll speak oh. to you next time. 
And for our audience, our conversation doesn't end here. Please follow Vidori on LinkedIn for all types of content updates, to give us feedback on the episodes, ask questions, and don't forget to rate and subscribe to uh, the podcast wherever you access them. Until next time, I'm Annalise signing off from Momentum Progress. Have a great day.